the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We need to tell ourselves right now that when temptation comes, I'm going to take the way out. Because if we are not set to take the way out and to take the way out immediately, the longer we rest in that temptation, the harder it will be, even though the way out is very clear. Join us now for Grace to the Bay as we glorify the Lord Jesus Christ through sound expository teaching by our teacher, Dr. Roger Chen. Grace to the Bay is the radio outreach of Grace Church of the Bay Area located in San Mateo. If you are blessed by Dr. Chen's message and are looking for a church home, you're invited to come worship with them. Now, here is Dr. Chen. Because we are all surrounded by things we want or the potential to perform actions that our sinful desires want us to perform, coupled with the fact that we are all sinners, you understand why temptation is a normal part of life. And this is what Paul means when he says that all temptation is, quote, common to man. That three-word phrase is one word in the Greek, and it simply means human. It is a characteristic of mankind. If you are human, you will be tempted. Even Jesus, again, in his humanity, was tempted. But unlike us, he never gave into temptation. He never sinned. James chapter 1, I'd like you to turn there with me. James chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. One of these well-known passages about temptation. And so, we often blame things for our sin. And sometimes we can even say, well, God is sovereign. I, I blame God for my temptation. But James 1, 13 and 14 clears this up for us, where temptation does come from, where it doesn't come from. James writes, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. And here it is. But each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. That's it. We do this, don't we, in arguments? But you, but she, I know is bad, but have you seen how she dresses? It's your own lust. Well, you said that. Well, it doesn't mean you had to say something back. It doesn't mean you had to hit him. The fact that temptation is common to man also means that there's no such thing as supernatural temptation. It also means that, and this is important on a practical level, there's no unique temptation. We often feel as if we're the only ones. We're all alone. Nobody gets it. But you can rest assured that whatever temptation you are facing is not unique. Even if nobody physically around you or even in the church gets it, no Christians you know can sympathize with that particular temptation. That doesn't matter because we have a faithful high priest that can sympathize with our weaknesses. And thankfully, that high priest is Jesus Christ. 
Listen to Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. He gets it, and He's there for us. So even when you think nobody around you can understand, take comfort in the fact that the One who resides with you and in you does. Paul goes on to tell us that his sympathy is not all that God offers. He goes on to write in the end of second part of verse 13, and God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you will be able to endure it. We've seen the characteristic of God's faithfulness throughout this chapter. We've talked about it in our lives. We've seen it in the Israelites' lives. Not only evidence physically through the leading of the cloud and the fire and the provision of the food and water for the Israelites in the wilderness, but also in our own lives. Through His less miraculous but faithful nonetheless provision, protection, and guidance. The word faithful in this verse grammatically bridges the weakness and temptation of all of mankind with the power and provision, the provision of escape by God. And just as the verse progresses, so should we in the midst of temptation to stop looking at ourselves and our lusts and our temptations and start looking to God. The particular aspect of faithfulness that Paul refers to here is God's provision of a way of escape from that temptation so that you can endure it. A way of escape is just that, a way out. An escape route. An escape specifically from the temptation that you are facing. It's another option other than giving into temptation. You have sin or you have the way out. There is always an escape route. There is always a way out. You say always? But there was this one time, no, always. It it is no accident that the Holy Spirit directed the Apostle Paul before he wrote about this escape route to say God is faithful. That is the foundation of all of this. There's always a way out. And so, have you ever, you ever justified your sin by saying that the temptation was too strong? Yeah, I had no choice. I had to give in. I've been able to resist before, but this particular time, you don't get it. I, I just had to do it. You, you don't understand. You know, you, 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 if you met her, you'd understand. If you saw what she looked like, how she dresses, you would get it. I had to do it. Now, you know, you know me. I'm a patient guy, but you didn't hear what he said. I know I should have got angry and yelled at him and said those things, but when he started belittling my wife, that's where I draw the line, and, and I just lost it. I had to do it. No. You didn't. You chose to. And by choosing sin, you choose to ignore the way out. It's not always easy. It's not always clear, but it's there. 
and it's holy, and it's God-given, and it's right. It's the right choice to make. I read for you earlier Hebrews 4.15 that tells us that Christ is our faithful high priest and he sympathizes with our weaknesses. The next verse, Hebrews 4.16, says this, Therefore, because he can sympathize with our weaknesses, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, what's the way out? First of all, it's this. That God is always there and you as a believer have that access to Him, that relationship with Him where you can draw near to the throne of grace. Now that time of need spoken of by the writer of Hebrews is not just during temptation or not just during trial. The context clearly refers to temptations. The key is to turn to Him and to His provided way of escape immediately. To discipline your mind and body to take it so that you are ready when you are not in the midst of temptation to know where the exits are. They are legally required to be brightly lit for a reason. The lights go down in a movie theater. Those annoying exit lights are still on for a reason. They are there for a reason. There is a reason that a flight attendant tells you the exit plan should there be an emergency before you even leave the ground. Because though you are completely ignoring her, she is legally obligated to let you know so that you are, be pre you are prepared. We need to be prepared. We need to tell ourselves right now that when temptation comes, I'm going to take the way out. Because if we are not set to take the way out and to take the way out immediately, the longer we rest in that temptation, the harder it will be even though the way out is very clear. The more you mull the idea over in your mind, the more tempting it becomes. You've experienced this. If you just walk away and forget about it, it's easy. Your blood comes down from a boil. But if you sit there and rehearse over and over in your mind, look up the guy on social media, start thinking about things you can say to him, gets a lot harder not to do anything. You've already sinned because of the anger in your heart. Let me use a mundane example of a physical temptation, not a sin. You're craving ice cream in the middle of the night. Ready in your PJs, lying in bed. You know salt and straw does not close for another hour. It's a lot easier to just stay there, get dressed, find my hat or do my hair or whatever, you know, get in the car, all this kind of thing, find my mask. But if you do get dressed and get in the car and park right outside, because at that time of night there's, no, there's plenty of parking on Burlingame Avenue, don't ask me why I know. <laughs> You're sitting there looking at that shop smelling the waffle cone smell wafting in. 
you could still drive home, but chances are slimmer now, maybe 50-50. Now, if you're out of the car and you are at the point where you're holding three or four empty tasting spoons in your hand, you can still not buy the scoop, but let's be honest, you're buying the scoop. It's the same thing with the temptation to sin. It's the same when that girl just walks by. She's just a girl. You see hundreds of them every day. You don't have to look. You don't have to fantasize. You don't have to do anything but keep walking. But if you take that second glance, then the third, then let your imagination run wild, you're now at 50-50. And if you follow her home or go to your own home and jump on the wrong website, the way out is still there. But you're probably not going to take it. He calls you a name, insults you, stokes your pride. You can walk away or you can stay there and start thinking of the best comeback. Let your pride kick in and tell him you're not going to walk away. Now you're at 50-50. All you got to do is open your mouth and the chances are slim that you're going to do the right thing. The way out is still there, but you probably won't take it. We read earlier in James 1.14, each one is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. Next verse says, Then, when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Not good, friends. James is not just explaining the inevitable. It is a warning to not let this happen in the first place. He says there is a sequence of events that happen. He's not just saying, oh, for your information, this is what is going to happen. No, he's giving you these sequences of events that ends disastrously because it's not just a a path that you walk. It's not just a timeline on your whiteboard. It is a water slide where if you take that first step, you're done. You will. Conceive your lust into sin. It will happen. So avoid it. The reason he can even give that warning is because of the reality of 1 Corinthians 10.13 that there is a way of escape. Otherwise, he would just say, sorry guys, sometimes it's going to happen and you're really going to just have to try to sin less. No, he's saying there's a way of escape. They work together, the Scriptures. The provision of the way of escape is connected with our ability to endure it. It's not our own strength that allows us to endure it, but the way of escape. This does not mean, by the way, and this is very important, this does not mean that God removes temptation. We have temptation. This way of escape is an escape from the temptation that exists. He doesn't remove it. This also doesn't mean that we will not go through any difficulties, any trials. People often use this passage, this verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, to talk about trials, right? He won't give you more than you can handle. Uh, There is an exegetical nuance where this can uh, also refer to trials, that word temptation. But the reality is, is when we go through trials, is perhaps when we are most tempted to get angry, 
to lose hope, to get mad at God, to get mad at others, to get proud and say, I don't want anyone's help. So it's the same idea. But what we are promised all the time, every temptation is the means of exit is always there. The existence of an emergency exit to this building does not mean there will never be a fire or an earthquake. It just means that the exits are there. So in the same way, the provision of a way of escape doesn't mean there won't be temptation. There won't be people, men or women, dressed inappropriately that walk in front of you. Billboards, advertisements, people who are rude to you that stoke your anger, people who cut you off and almost cause you to spin out in the rain on the 101. They'll still be there. But rest assured, so is the way of escape. And so the key for our exits in this building is that if there is a fire or an earthquake, that you don't get panicked and so focused on the danger and damage that you forget to run, not walk, run for the exit. I'm speaking metaphorically because I believe if there is an earthquake, you're supposed to walk, not run. So just don't want to contradict anything that the firemen or your teachers are saying. Paul is saying run for the exit because the exit is there. You know, you may think, well, bright red lights, the big doors, I walk through them. If only the exit from temptation was as clearly marked as an, as an emergency exit, bright light, same rectangle sign that we see in every building in this whole country. But you know what? may not be a bright light, probably isn't. Fair to say it won't be. But it is just as clear and easy most of the time. Walk away. Maybe that's not the exit for that particular temptation. But other possible exits, depending on the temptation, are just as simple and just as clear. In fact, they can all be stated in two words. Walk away. If not that, look away. Stop fantasizing. Shut mouth. Log off. Turn off. Run away. And from there, you don't just stop. You don't just run away from something, you run to something. Just as simple. Trust God. Speak truth. Count blessings. Be thankful. Pray prayer. The way of escape is there. And the only thing that makes the way of escape or taking the exit route difficult is your own lust. Is your own procrastination in taking the exit route. Oh, I'll do it, but just one, one, more, one more episode. I know it's bad. It's causing me to stumble. 
those, 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 those violent scenes, the, the nude scenes, but man, I just need to know what happens or just one more episode in this season. Turn off. That's the exit. It's so simple. But we get so focused, we get so engaged, and, and then we want. And, and sometimes, you know what we do sometimes? We actually, willingly, knowing there's a temptation there, we're not tempted yet, we walk into the temptation. Because we want that. You walk into the fight because you want to, you want to say something. You want to hurt someone. You want to show everyone how witty you are and you can put them down. You walk into that room. You walk into that place. You turn on that show. You get on that website. You engage that individual, whatever it is. And we play around because, and here's the danger, we look at the Israelites and say, God will not do this to me. I am saved by grace. He doesn't do this in the church age. He won't kill me and my family and my kids. He'll forgive me. He's already forgiven me. He died on the cross. So, hey, party time. And that's what the Corinthians were doing when they were going to these feasts at the idols' temples. And this is what made Paul embark in this whole description of their just partaking a little bit in one little peripheral area. These are the people. We're in their land. They're inviting us to this feast. Why not? Would you like to come and bow down to Baal of Peor? Why not? You've joined us. Would you like to sleep with our women? Why not? Yes, this connects all the way back to gray areas. But all sin and all temptation, this is such a wonderful promise. And even if you think the exit is not there, even if you didn't see it, even if you want to blame other people, the reality, the biblical truth from the mouth of God is that He has provided a way of escape. And look, if you're honest with yourself, if I'm honest with myself, you look back. And the reason we often have regrets about our sins is not just because of the sin, but because we know, we saw, it's like, I knew it. I, should have, I shouldn't have gone. I knew I shouldn't have gone. I told you. We were having this conversation. And you're, you were even surprised. Remember that? You were surprised that I went because I told you I shouldn't go. Remember we were talking about this in small group, about uh, you know, us, uh, me arguing with my mom all the time. And I, I knew I was mad at her, and, and she said it wasn't a rush for me to come over to help her with her laptop, but I, I went over. And all of you pray that I wouldn't go over, but I went over when I was mad, and I knew it. I made her feel dumb for not knowing how to use her computer. We, we look back, right, and we know. I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew I was just getting that conversation to, to, to look at her closer. There's always a way out. You know that. You've seen it. And you know now from Scripture, you've always known, that there is always going to be a way out. 
So when all is said and done, it's very simple. Take the way out. Well, what, what was that about the provision? What about what is it? No. Here's the lesson. When tempted, take the way out. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your goodness to us that you can sympathize with our weaknesses. It's just another wonderful benefit of you coming to earth. We focus so much on the crux of that, which is so important, you dying for our sins, and yet to know that even in your life you experience things so that you can sympathize with our weaknesses. Thank you, Father, that there is a way out all the time, and I pray that we would take it. Help us to not flirt with sin. Help us to not be overconfident. Help us to flee temptation. And then continue to grow us, Lord, so that we may be greater lights to a greater variety of people without being tempted. But when we are, Lord, may we take the way of escape. I pray that you would help us to be committed and disciplined in mind now so that when the opportunity comes, that we would quickly flee. Thank you so much that that was always there. Thank you that you are not like these gods of these pagan temples and cults that they believe sits there up in the sky and enjoys watching our misery and blaming things on us. But you are there. You want us not to sin. And may our desire be the same as yours. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. For the next part in this series, join us next week at this same time. Grace to the Bay is the radio ministry of Grace Church of the Bay Area, practicing and proclaiming the purity of biblical truth. You are invited to join them for worship services in San Mateo, Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit gracebayarea.org for service times, directions, live streamed services, listen to archived sermons, or to make a tax-deductible donation to help keep Grace to the Bay on the air so that we can continue to share Pastor Roger's teaching with you each week. Again, that's gracebayarea.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.